0: Monday evening. Hello. We are back. First day of spring, winter. See ya. Don't let the door hit you in the arse on the way out. Many kind returns. Love spring. It is here. So you need some information. You've got a, a severance package in front of you. Your workplace, uh, workplace rights. You don't know anything about it. You've got questions. Bring them on for the next hour. We'd love to talk to you here on this uh, Monday evening. 416 870 Star 640 on sale. Lior, pal, what's going on? We always start with the week that was.
1: Hey, Johnny, thank you very much, and great to be back here. Great to be talking about workplace rights. It is the first day of spring and, and always a busy time in my office. Mm-hmm. A lot of changes often happen this time of year. Uh, you know, Sometimes a house is being cleaned uh, quite figuratively, actually, at, at work where employers make changes. So you need to know what your workplace rights are. If you are going to be you know, the victim of a workplace change that's out of your hands, or maybe you're just in a situation where you you're, you are don't know if what your employer is doing is right. Usually if there's smoke, there's fire. If you have a concern about something, it's probably serious, it's probably legitimate, and there's a reason why you're concerned. So we're here till 8 o'clock tonight to answer all your questions. And obviously if you're bashful, you don't want to get on the air, no problem, call me at the office. That's what I do. I talk to people, I answer questions, and I try to help. And to start us off, John, as always, the week that was, Mm. a couple of uh, situations that I saw, uh, in this case last week, that I think our our listeners here are going to have quite an interesting take on. first one involved a a gentleman that I'd actually known for for many years, and um, a good guy. Unfortunately, he had uh, been in a car accident uh, late last year, and since then he had to be off work. He was a, a director of production in a manufacturing facility. And so a senior position, well-paying position, and since November of, of last year, he had to be off on a on a disability leave, hasn't been back to work, working really hard to get better. And finally, I got a, a clearance from his uh doctor to come back to work on a modified basis a couple of days a week and work his way up to full time. I was very excited about it. Uh, and and contacted his employer employer the very same day, said, here's my doctor's clearance. I'd love to come back to work and start again on on a -a two-day-a-week basis. Uh, Within minutes, the employer says, I'm sorry, we're going to have to make some changes. We're terminating you, and we're going to be couriering Mm -hmm. over a termination letter. And uh, they offered him uh, uh, severance, and that's when he called me. And he said, well, you know, what gives? And apparently, when they let him go, they said, the replacement that we hired to uh, uh, to do your job while he was away, we actually like him so much that we just decided to keep him. Well, John, the problem with this is that this is now a human rights issue. It's clear that they let him go because he was on a medical leave. In other words, if he was not on a medical leave, they would not have let him go. Uh, it's directly related to that that they they weren't willing to look at any accommodation anything like that. So potentially now they violated the human rights code. Remember the rule, you cannot be let go because you took a medical leave of absence. Well, apparently this employer uh, does not listen to the employment hour and did not know that. So uh, they're going to learn the hard way. So not only is this now an issue of severance, how much severance, and they owe him more severance than what they've offered him, uh, as most employers do. But there's a human rights component, and they potentially now own human rights damages. So it's a very clear, very uh, unequivocal lessons here for employers, for employees as well. Uh, your your employer cannot let you go if, in fact, you're, you're sick. If you've been on a medical leave, they certainly can't let you go because of it. Right. If the reason is unrelated, it's a different thing. So the idea is you shouldn't be afraid when you're off on a medical leave, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose my job. That That's not right. So this happened to this gentleman. I'm going to help him get the compensation that he's owed, and I hope that most employers are going to do a better job in treating their employees off on a medical leave.
0: What else you got going on?
1: Second situation, uh, John, that uh, I dealt with uh, involved uh, a very uh, very nice lady that worked for a large retailer for, for quite a few years, uh, well, about four or five years as a, as a uh, cashier. And this retailer had a, a promotion. They've always had it. If you spend more than, I think it was $300, you get a, a 15% discount on, on your next item. Mm-hmm. They've always had that. that they, that's what they've done. Uh, except uh, apparently this lady was let go because she was, in fact, giving those discounts randomly, not just to people that were spending more than $300. And the employer said, well, wait a second. Essentially, this is like stealing. You're letting people buy our items for less money when you're not supposed to, so we're going to let you go for cause. They let her go, didn't pay her anything, and she called me. My first reaction, well, wait a second. That's not a good thing. You're not supposed to be doing that, just giving discounts that are not approved by your employer. Right. But in talking to her, John, what I learned is this was actually common practice. Employees have been doing this for a long time, uh, and the employer never really said anything about it, didn't penalize anyone, didn't discipline anyone. Essentially, the employer condoned it. So even though they had a policy saying you can't do that, by their actions over the years and months that had passed, they effectively allowed this to happen. And they can't just wake up one day and decide, today, if you do it, it's cause, This happens very, very often when an employer catches an employee doing something that the employee shouldn't be doing, but this is a a conduct or this is a type of behavior that the employer had condoned in the past. If you condone behavior, you can't fire someone for cause for doing that behavior. That's what happened to her. So that is a wrongful dismissal, and I'm going to work with her over the next few weeks to get her the six month severance that she's owed, John.
0: Well, uh, we'll take our first break of the night. Your phone calls four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred 416-870-6400-640 on cell wide open lines. You can take all your calls. You want to give us a call right now? It'd be great. SeverancePayCalculator.com. That is an excellent tool we'll touch on after a short break as well. The Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. Monday night, we do this Monday nights at 7 and Wednesday nights at 7 as well. The Employment Hour, open lines, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have severance concerns, employment concerns about your job. Voice them, get your questions answered here tonight. All right, severancepaycalculator.com. We like this sucker.
1: Yes, John. uh, We like it and a lot of people like Mm -hmm. it. A lot of people have used it successfully and it saved people so much money that they would have otherwise lost. So severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. The address you go to if you want to know how much severance you're owed. Maybe you just lost your job. Maybe you haven't, but maybe you're worried about losing it or you just wondered how much you'd get in the event that you did lose your job. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. You input the three pieces of information that are so important your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you're done. It's going to tell you exactly how much you owed, and now you have that information, whether it's 12-month severance, 24-month severance, 2-month severance, mm-hmm. anything at all. It's going to calculate that. Remember, guys, friends don't let friends accept inadequate severance. Okay, <laughs> If you know someone, they lost their job, and you don't tell them about the severance calculator, it's on you. It's on you that they're going to accept less than their owed. They're going to have problems uh, feeding their families and paying their bills because guess what, guys? Employers don't offer proper severance. You have to know what you're owed, and you have to properly address it and negotiate it. SeverancePayCalculator.com.
0: Don't be riddled with guilt. Make sure you tell all your friends and family <laughs> when necessary, right? Uh, more go. things. We talked uh, We talked about this a couple weeks ago, so we'll continue. More things uh, that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will. We'll start with this one. You should never want to sign an employment agreement.
1: You should never want to sign an employment agreement. If you And I'm talking about the employees here. If you're the employee, you should never want, you should never say, hey, employer, I really need to see my signature on a piece of paper called an employment agreement. No, that's the opposite of what you want to do. The law is so good in in taking care of employees and providing rights. And the law is there whether you realize it or not. Oftentimes, and most times, what an employment agreement does is it eliminates the rights you would otherwise have. So as an employee... You're better off working on a handshake. You're better off working based on an email saying your job is uh, the marketing coordinator and your salary is 60000 you're starting Monday. That's the best case scenario for the individual where you're going to lose entitlements as if you sign a seven-page document with a lot of legalese. So that's the problem. A lot of people don't understand that. They, they really, really want that full 10-page, 7-page, 20-page employment agreement. No, you don't want that. I know it sounds counterintuitive. But the only one that the employment agreement, that the legal document that you sign, whether it's a job offer letter, an employment agreement contract, the only one that that helps is the employer. So for the employee, you're better off not having it. And if your employer, by the way, John, comes to you and says, hey, I know you've been working for us for a while, but we want you to sign that employment agreement, Mm -hmm. be worried. Because in that document, I promise you, there's going to be a bunch of terms that are going to be unfavorable to you. So you're always, always better off not having a written employment agreement. Almost no exceptions to that.
0: 416 870 star 640 on sale. Give us a call about your job, about your severance package, worried about losing your job. We're talking about things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights. You do get severance if you've been laid off. Quote, the quote signs are going there, laid off temporarily.
1: Yeah, and then exactly. We're using those, those air quote signs because... Really, a temporary layoff, as we've said before on the show, is a termination. So we know the rule. If I'm terminated, I get severance, right? We all know that. We've established that over the the last few years that we've been doing the show. Well, the same thing happens with a temporary layoff because a temporary layoff is a termination. So a lot of people don't understand that. They think, well, wait a second. No, no, I can be laid off for eight weeks, 13 weeks, 35 Mm -hmm. weeks, whatever it is, and, and I don't get severance. No, not the case. You still get severance if you want it. So bottom line is if you've been laid off temporarily, the choice that you have is you can wait and not get your severance and hope the employer calls you back. Or you can treat that layoff as a termination and require the company to pay you severance right away. Uh, So there's no right to lay you off unless, of course, you've been laid off before. If you've been laid off before and you let the employer, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, get away with it, then they have a right to do it again. But if you haven't been laid off before, you've always had a consistent job, now your employer says, well, we're going to need to lay you off for a few weeks. You do not have to accept that. You have a right to your severance. Remember that. And you're probably better off taking severance than accepting the layoff because then you would give the employer the right to do it again.
0: We're talking about things your employer will not enlighten you about your workplace rights. You cannot be made to take on more responsibilities without, without more pay.
1: Very common these days, employers trying to get more out of employees, squeeze as much productivity as possible. But obviously, the employer is not usually going to want to pay the employee more. So a lot of people may find themselves with jobs that they didn't bargain for, uh, added responsibilities or doing two jobs in one, even three or four jobs in one without getting paid more for it. Well, if that's not the job that you signed up for, if that's not the job that you had, well, the employer can't do that. That's a significant change. If you were doing job X, now you're supposed to do job X and job Y during the same hours with the same pay, that could easily be a constructive dismissal. That means the employer doesn't have a right to make that change, and you can refuse that. And if they insist, you could treat that as a termination and require them to pay you severance. You cannot be taken advantage that way if the employer decides to change the terms. If that
0: happens, you know what to do. You Give me a call. And we'll take a quick call before we take a break. Hey, Thomas, how are you?
2: Not bad, how's it going
0: Good man? what's your concern?
2: Good uh just want to ask kind of two questions here. Mm-hmm. so how long does an employer have to issue your row now um I waited exactly i believe it was uh three weeks right. for my row to uh be issued. then finally, when it was issued, they put the wrong information on it mm-hmm. uh I believe it was done purposely because uh this the relationship didn't end well there but uh yeah they put the wrong information and i had to immediately contact service canada and let them know that uh the wrong information was put on it service canada thomas canada, what,
1: what was the wrong information what did they put that was wrong
2: they put they put quit as opposed to laid off
1: oh, so, oh yeah no you certainly don't want that now, in terms of the t- the date it has to be within two weeks, but you know you got it ultimately that's what matters but certainly yeah putting quit is a very bad thing because if you quit then you wouldn't get employment insurance exactly. so you absolutely have to correct that that's that's first of all you you're declaring to the government that someone quit if you lie in that that's a problem I mean there could there could be consequences that they may face uh, you were able to resolve it
2: um i I, I won't know until uh until if uh, my EI comes through or it doesn't, but I, I, I contacted Service Canada to let them know. The employer, they refused so many times to to uh, correspond with me in terms of changing that, and then I just finally uh, resorted to contacting Service Canada. So I just wanted to know. John, do we have
1: another minute here uh, with Thomas? Yeah, we'll take a minute. Yep. So, so, Thomas, quick question. When you were laid off, did they offer you any severance?
2: Um, no, they didn't. Why? I'm. Th- this is what I'm trying to find out now. So, well, how long did you no, work there for? Um, it was in the. Uh, I. It was a six-month period. I worked there for three. Three out of six months.
1: Was it a six-month fixed-term agreement?
2: Yes. Now, what happened was the company was merging, and yes. so they started to off uh... some employees and so i was in that uh... i was in that group now it, it was, so, Thomas, a
1: here, here's the thing i mean th- sure. if you work on a six-month agreement and they let you go after three they have to pay you the balance of that agreement so it's not a question of you having to wait for them to find out if they're gonna pay you your rights are your rights and oftentimes an employer may not realize what your rights are or they hope you don't realize what your rights are well i've just told you so i can help you with the uh, ei because one letter from me it's all the kick in the pants that tell me to issue you a proper record of employment and, and you don't want to mess with that because you want to make sure you get your ei and the second thing is we need to discuss your severance you could be owed three months pay depending on some situations it could even be more than that so I need to speak to you off-air. We need to talk off-air, and, and let's get to the bottom of this. There's the EI issue and the severance issue. I wouldn't just wait. It doesn't seem like this is the most uh, ethical, let's say, that employer. So let's do
2: something about it. Yeah, surprisingly enough, uh, it's a gov- government entity. So uh, that's, okay. that's what kind of blows me away.
0: Yeah. All right, Thomas. Well, uh, here's the number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 Again, one eight five five. Eight two one fifty nine hundred. We'll take a, a short break here. You want to go to Leor at employmenthour.com. if you uh, want to send him an email. As well, Leor at employmenthour.com. dot com. More of your phone calls coming right up. Seven twenty eight on Monday night, right here. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Lolita, thanks for hanging in. How are you?
2: I'm very well, thank you. And you?
0: Sure. What's uh, what's I'm good. What's your uh, what's your concern?
2: Okay, if your uh, situation is. Working for 29 years, um, did sign a settlement agreement, but uh, the settlement agreement was only for 17 months. At the time, there were so many things happening, and I didn't realize that uh, you know, I was really giving away my rights here because I'm entitled to 24 months. After having signed an agreement, can you reopen that agreement?
1: Unfortunately, Lalita, no, you cannot. Uh, Once you sign off on that agreement, it is a binding deal. Just like the employer can't decide, well, we don't want to pay it, uh, you can't decide that that you're not going to be bound by it. So unless you signed it under duress where they say, you sign this right here on the spot, you're not leaving the room till you sign it, unless that was the situation, then unfortunately, no, you you can't get out of it. Uh, You're kind of stuck with it. And you're right. After 21 years, uh, 29 years. 17 months does sound uh, very thin, uh, but unfortunately, there's not much that can be done about that.
2: Okay. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Thanks Lita. Appreciate yeah. that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on uh, sale is the number we were talking about. More things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will. Uh, the business is sold. You can get severance right away.
1: Yeah. So if the business is sold, this is how things work. If the business is sold, first of all, if if you're not offered a job by the buyer, Mm -hmm. then yeah, you can accept, take severance right away and you get full severance and you move on. If you are offered a job by the buyer, you don't have to accept it. You can choose not to accept it and still get severance from the company that sold the business. Now, if there's a good reason why you didn't accept the offer, maybe the offer was for less money, was a different role, then you get full severance. You don't accept the offer. There's a good reason. There's full severance. They're payable to you right away. If there isn't a good reason, you just decide, you know what, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to spend time with the family. I'm just not going to accept the offer with the buyer. You still get severance, except instead of getting the full severance, you get your minimum uh, severance. You get less. Right. Either way, when a business is sold, if you're not going to be working for the buyer, then you get severance, and it's your decision whether you want to accept the job with the buyer. You don't have to.
0: We'll take another call here. Got uh, Peter on line. Good evening, Peter. Hi, how are you doing? Good, sir. What's going on?
3: Good, good. No, just a quick question about what you were mentioning. Uh, you mentioned the employment contract before, and yes. you were saying that that if uh, if you're employed with them and they offered it to you, you really don't want to sign it. Um, but if you're if if you're going for a job, you're you're in the process. You're interviewing for a job, and uh, sure. it's offered to you in that at that stage. I, I, do they have the right to say no? You're not going to get the job if you don't sign it, or do they? Or is there, is there laws yeah. around regulations around that, or?
1: So, yeah, I mean, an employer absolutely will, will you know, if it's a smart employer, they're going to say, yeah, we want you to sign this employment contract or job offer letter. Now, uh, and, and they may say, well, if we don't have a deal. We, we You don't have a job until you sign it. The key here in that situation is to understand what you sign. A lot of people focus on the, the usual things. What's my salary? Uh, how much bonus am I getting? How much vacation? But there's going to be potentially a lot other, a lot of other important terms. For example, there could be a term there that would limit your future severance. Something like that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. There could be terms in the employment agreement that allow your employer to change your compensation, to change your job duties, to change your work location. You want to be mindful of that because if you can identify those things, then you can negotiate them. So you've been offered a job, it comes with a contract. If you understand what you're signing, you got some advice to to, want to realize what the problem termed, you can go to the employer and say, employer, very excited to accept this job. I think I'm going to be a great candidate. I have a couple of concerns I want to raise. And then you, you, you try to negotiate those terms. So many people, Peter, accept these contracts, sign them, not realizing what they're really signing. And at some point down the road, when it's costing them tens and tens of thousands of dollars, they realize, man, what a mistake I made five years ago when I signed this when I could have negotiated, but I didn't. Is that, Does that answer the question, Peter? Yeah,
3: that totally answers the question. Yeah, so it's all up for negotiation, basically.
1: But Absolutely, and, and yeah, you should of you. negotiate uh, always. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Appreciate
0: Pe- it. Yeah. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Bye. Peter. We'll take a, a short break here. The number 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Bring the calls on. We'll get to more right up till 8 o'clock. Another look at AM640 chopper traffic for the employment lawyer, Leor Samfiru. Oh, yeah. Mark, how are you, pal? Hey, good. Thanks, John. Good. What's going on?
3: Uh, I've got a situation with my employer. uh, I've been with the company doing the same thing for 29 years. And uh, four years ago, a a group bought our company, and uh, they have of recent decided that they think they need to cut my income. Hmm. Um, So and i've said to them you know i play ball with them to a certain extent in other words uh, i get a salary and commission and they want to cut out the salary completely but not increase the commission in my mind anywhere remotely close to an equivalent and right. uh, as well uh, trying to cut benefit benefits as well so <clears throat> and they've uh i'm trying to figure out what to do about it you know i've refused to say i'm not going to accept it but uh, they just seem to be ramming it through
0: mm-hmm. So,
1: okay. Mark, ultimately, at this point, all you could do is exactly what you've done, is you could tell them, no, that's not agreeable to me. If they implement it anyway, they said, well, Mark, you told us you don't want to, too bad, effective Monday, this is your new compensation. At right. that point, you have a choice, Mark, and your choice is simple. You can decide to accept it, and obviously, you're not going to be happy, but you can decide, despite not being happy, to accept it and continue working Or you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. And at that point, after I think you said 29 years, you could be owed as much as two years' pay. And that's two years' income. That would be average salary and commissions. And here's what you really want to consider doing that if they were to to ram this change through. Uh, Because if you accept this change, two things happen. Number one is you give them the right to then do it again. So maybe they've now decreased it to one level. What happens a year from now if they want to decrease it again? At that point, you are stuck. You can't do anything about it because you let them in 2017 do it the first time. So that's problem yeah. number one. Problem number two is you accept this pay rate, a pay decrease, and let's say six months down the road, they decide to let you go for whatever reason. They All still right. have to pay you the same 24 months compensation, except now it's calculated based on your lower income. Right. So now you could be losing tens of thousands of dollars in lost severance. So the the bottom line is if this is a significant change, if they reduce that pay, you probably don't want to accept it. You want to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Now, before you do anything, before you quit in, in response, if they make that change, you have to give me a call. We need to do this properly. We need to discuss it. But that's your remedy. If they make that change, if they reduce your compensation, is to treat it as a constructive dismissal and leave there with your full severance. Do my
3: years of service go with me when when our our company's bought out?
1: Yes. So you're a 29-year guy, even though four years ago it was bought out. You're still, your service is continuous. Absolutely. Right,
3: right. They seem to come up with whatever's convenient for them at any particular time, so...
1: I'm sure they are. The good news is that that the law takes care of that for us. So the law right. says that in in the sale of a business, you do not lose your seniority. So right. uh, let, let's uh, let's discuss that if the time comes. For now, do your job as best as you can, and and make sure that they know you're not agreeing to this change.
0: Keep this on the side. Mark one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We'll get to uh, you, Chris. Before we take a short break, what's happening? Hey, how are you tonight? Good. What's uh, what's your concern?
4: Well, this is a little bit of a different one. Uh, interviewing with the company, interviewed with them once. Second time I met with the entire management group. This is a car dealership. And was offered the job verbally at that point and was asked to come up to review the offer the next time. So right. when we sat down, the owner of the dealership was on the phone. General manager was right there and was mentioned that they would look after accommodations because the the dealership I was going to was out of out of this area. So to give yep. me a little bit of time to get settled. I'd worked out details of a vehicle and all that kind of thing. And signed the offer on February thirteenth and something came up in a conversation where it wasn't clear to me they were looking after it. So I sent an email saying, you know, I've got some concerns here. You know, this was talked about verbally and I don't see it in in writing here in the in the final agreement. You know, and I'm not comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. They rescinded the offer.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, Chris. This tells you everything you need to know about them. There's a reason they didn't put that in writing, and there's a reason why they acted this way when you when you called them out on it. Uh, They they probably were never going to live by that agreement. Now,
4: uh, I was never going to start with them unless that happened. Right.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. You know, listen. in, In some situations, some promises if they're not in writing they don't exist so it doesn't have to be in a formal agreement frankly an email is good enough for me if you have an email saying here's what's going to happen as long as it's in writing that's fine the problem with a verbal promise is someone can deny it and then you know go figure how do you prove it because right. you know it's a he said she said situation now this you, you never started working for them is that right
4: no they rescinded the offer that day and like literally within an hour after you know very very close you know, discussions and, you know, a lot of consideration, yet I got the email within an hour of mine. So
1: <laughs> and, and you never you you didn't quit a job to take this job, is that right?
4: No, I wasn't working, but I certainly had declined okay. another offer that had shown up in the meantime, yes.
1: yeah. Yeah. If you if you never formally accepted and signed off on on a on a job offer, then you're not employed. So there's no real recourse here. Mm-hmm. But to me, this is not the type of an employer you want to work for. It, it, they've showed cool. their true colors. So you're probably better off moving uh, to someone else. Uh, and, and you know, you, you did the right thing by by trying to make sure that something as important as accommodation is yeah. going to be reduced to writing. Pretty
0: smart. We'll uh, we'll take a quick break. Four uh, one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred stars six forty. On sale and call right up till eight o'clock. We'd love to hear from you. Leor L I O R at employmenthour.com, dot com through emails as well. We've got Matthew on the line in Woodbridge. Hey Matthew, good evening. Hey John, how are you? Good pal. What is happening with you?
3: Oh uh, well, I, I work for right now a controversial organization hmm. and they
4: in in our agreement it tells uh it says that we're entitled to yearly raises. But they they don't give us the yearly raises. They, I, I, and it's not just me; it's a few people I work with, because they did um what they did was is they made it a two tier system, so not everybody gets the same rate. And um, I, when 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 my friend called in and asked why hasn't he been getting the raises, and they say that you have to stay in a certain position for a year, or you lose that raise if you go to a different position. But the book says otherwise. Are they allowed to do that? <laughs>
1: Now, you say book. What what book are you referring to?
4: Uh, The union uh, contract.
1: Okay. Well, if if it's in a collective agreement, they have to comply with the collective agreement, but the union would already know that and the union would already reach the deal with them as to how that's going to be interpreted. So you need to speak to your union. The answer is in the collective agreement, and only the union can help you interpret that. Uh, and, and enforce those rights. So not, so very different rules, John, as you know, between unionized and non-unionized workplaces. And uh, in a unionized workplace, essentially the law goes out the window and it's all about the collective agreement.
0: Basically, the skinny is you can't help a union person. That's it. You can't. No well, lawyer can. No, not side. that
1: I can't help. Right. Exactly. No lawyer right. can. And a lot of people email me saying, can you help me? And if you can't help me, Leo can you refer me to someone that can help me? Well, no, I, I can't help you and I can't refer you to someone because no lawyer can help a unionized employee Only the union can. There's no exceptions to that, and there's no other options. 416-870-6400,
0: star 640 on sell. It's a number we were talking about as we line up some more calls here. More things your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will. You have to get paid overtime even if it wasn't approved.
1: That's right, and a lot of people don't understand that. Here's here's how it works, John. Uh, If you work overtime that wasn't approved, It has to be paid as long as you actually worked it and the work was legitimate. Now, some employers even have policies saying, guess what, employee? You're not allowed to work overtime unless you get specific approval. Even in those situations, John, if you work the overtime, you still have to get paid. Now, if there's a policy saying you're not allowed to work overtime and you still work overtime, then you may face some discipline. You may start getting a warning and then face other disciplinary measures. But your employer can't say, well, too bad, employee. I didn't approve it. If you work the overtime, if it's legitimate, you have to get paid. And remember, John, the general rule with overtime is you get time and a half after 44 hours a week.
0: We'll get to uh, Jeff here quickly before we take a a wee break. Good evening, Jeff. Hey,
5: guys. How's it going?
0: Good, man. What's happening with you?
5: Uh, Good. (laughs) Um, Kind of a loaded one here a little bit. Um, So... A bit of a backstory here, but eight years ago, I started working with a sales company, uh, Strictly Commission, did well, very quickly became their top producer. Uh, They sold that book of business. I had left that company and the owners of that company started another company, same vibe uh, sales thing. And they had asked me to now come on more as a partner because of the volume of sales I did Mm -hmm. with the previous company they owned. Anyways, I had negotiated with him a salary uh, that he reneged on about a month into working, and he also offered me equity. And I have a signed agreement um, stating all of this. Excuse me. I never received a shareholders agreement, and he's since sold that company now, uh, but he never told me about that. I've sort of found out from another guy who was in a similar position to mine, and. so I'm just wondering what rights I have with this salary that's agreed on on paper that was never paid, and this equity that I own. Now,
1: are you still working for the company?
5: No. Well,
1: how come? What happened?
5: Well, he basically called me in. We sold. He sold the company, and he called me in and basically just said, "You know, you should probably find something else." He he never still hasn't told me directly he sold the company. I know he has because okay. of this other so, so, arrangement. So, Jeff.
1: This is going to be more of a a kind of a a 45 minute, one hour discussion that you and I need to have (laughs) and and to get a lot of the background, see whatever documents that you have. Here's the bottom line is uh, you, you have remedies as a shareholder. You have remedies as an employee. And they're separate. And certainly as a shareholder, you have certain rights and entitlements, both financial and other procedural rights. Like he can't just do whatever he wants with the company without notifying the shareholders and in some situations getting shareholder approvals. That's one. And as an employee, if you're out of a job, whatever the situation is, you're owed severance, even from a company that you have equity in. So there's a lot to talk about here, and I I, I do need to speak to you off air. Obviously, we can't do this justice in a couple of minutes on the radio. Uh, So there's a lot to talk about and potentially a lot at stake. So let's okay. you and I sit down and go over this uh, properly.
0: Jeff, I'm going to give you the number here before we take our last break for the night, that 821 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of the or outside of the uh, show hours. The Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM640. In between our phone calls uh, tonight, the focus has been more things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will. An international conglomerate or a corner store, doesn't matter, have to pay the same amount of severance. How about that one?
1: It's an extremely important one, and it's where a lot of the misconceptions when it comes to severance come from. A lot of people believe that, hey, I work for a small company. I don't get severance, or I get less severance. Wrong, wrong, wrong. If you are uh, a laborer making $50,000, whether you work for a small grocery store or a huge multinational conglomerate, you get the exact same severance. It doesn't matter what your position is. Uh, if this position is the same in the organization, you get the same amount of severance. Fair or unfair, we're not going to get into that. Small companies don't get a break uh, in that sense. They they have to pay the exact same amount of severance. So remember, you may work for a small company. You may not even have worked for a long time. Maybe you've worked for a year at a small company. You think, hey, well, what am I going to get? Maybe a week's pay if I'm lucky. Wrong. You could be getting three months' pay, six months' pay, depending on your age and position, so very important for people to understand that. Size of the company doesn't matter, uh, and and uh, you get severance either way. That's why I created the severance calculator. Mm-hmm. You'll know, John, that the severance calculator asks you – age, position, and length of employment. It doesn't ask you anything about your employer. It doesn't ask you if it's a big company or small company because none of that matters. So always uh, remember that and go to severancepaycalculator.com.
0: Another thing your an employer will never tell you, that your severance offer is not good. No, they won't no, tell you that.
1: it's not good, but I just <laughs> did and we just did. Yeah. I can tell you, if you're looking at a severance offer, if you're going to be looking at a severance offer, I can tell you without you telling me anything, without seeing it, that it's not good because for... of the people, it's not good. It's not even close to being good. It's rare for me, very rare for me to see a good, appropriate severance package. So your employer is probably not only not going to tell you that, they're probably going to tell you, yeah, this is a fair severance. We're we're being good guys. We're treating you well. In most of these cases, that's not the case. Employers work so hard to try to uh, pay less severance than they are required. I work just as hard or harder to make sure that individuals get the severance that they're owed. So if you lost your job, give me a call. Don't hesitate. Let's make sure you get every dollar that, that the law says that you should have.
0: Another uh, filled show, my friend. In the meantime, you need to get a hold of Lior after the show is uh, done. We're back here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock as well. But if you need to, uh, email Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. The phone number, as always, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And as Lior just mentioned, make sure you check it out, Severance. PayCalculator.com. Till Wednesday evening, this is the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640.